Hey there, welcome to the show. From Peterson's, I'm Taylor Sienkiewicz, and you're listening to You Have a Cool Job, a podcast highlighting those who took their profession in a unique direction and what they did to get there. We all know and love college sports, but do we know what goes on behind the scenes? On this week's episode of You Have a Cool Job, we talked to Jason Smith, a college athletic recruiter. Jason is the director of recruiting services for NCSA, Next College Student Athlete. How does someone get into a job like this, you may ask? Of course, it all starts with Jason's personal history as a high school and later college athlete. You know, my path to being a, a college athlete really started early in my high school career, where I attended a private school uh, as a freshman and sophomore. But after my sophomore season, um, I didn't make the cut for varsity to play on the, the summer team with the with the high school. So at that point, I really had to make my first adult decision: Do I? stay at the high school with a new group of friends that I had created. I was having a good experience there outside of baseball mm -hmm. um, and not compete in the sport that I love. And like, that's, that's really all I did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't play basketball or football or anything else. It was baseball and, and be a kid and, and school. So um, I had the option to transfer to the public school. Uh, a little closer to home where, you know, I had played with some of those guys growing up and, you know, I had some friends at that school already. And, uh, coincidentally, my, my father had coached the, the varsity coach at the high school as well. So, uh, I decided to make the move to, to Richards, uh, to the public school and really bet on myself. You know, I, you know, was told I wasn't good enough to play varsity baseball, and I didn't agree with that assessment at the time. So really used that as motivation um, throughout the rest of my high school career just to be the best player that I could be. Um, and that helped me. You know, I, I made the team at the new high school. I was a, a starter uh, from day one with that program, led them to a conference championship. I you know, earned awards. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was destiny or what, but the first game I pitched for that school was against my old high school, and we beat them. Uh, and then my senior year, we knocked them out of the state playoffs. Nice. <laughs> so it was definitely a much better ending to uh, to the story for me than the other side. But uh, when I look back at like my experience, that was a defining moment where I went all in on baseball and me as a, as a student athlete. And it really helped me academically to get focused because it's like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm obviously going to want to play after high school, uh, which which helped me get on the path to to getting recruited. Um, I ended up playing Division three baseball at Aurora University. Uh, I had a few different offers along the way. Um, 1D2 came in with a scholarship offer, another NAIA, a couple junior colleges. Um, but going through that experience in high school of – you know, not playing, not making the cut. I was really focused on, okay, I don't want to transfer again. Because I know what it's like to have to go to a new place, mm -hmm. meet new friends, develop new relationships with coaches. And I did not want to do that again. So my driving force in, in my search was, is this the right place for me? Can I get my education? Can I have a good baseball experience? Can I realistically play from day one? 
for me, it wasn't the, the name on the jersey or having the cool logo that's on ESPN or anything. It's about where I could make an impact, uh, which led me to turning down a D2 scholarship offer and ultimately going to Aurora, uh, where looking back, had an awesome experience, played for four years, was a big part of well, one of the better Division three programs at the time in baseball. And uh, from there, uh, kind of takes me a little further into the journey where uh, right after graduation, um, I wanted to get into college coaching, and I was fortunate enough to land a job a few weeks after graduation mm-hmm. at another Division three school. Um, so I got right into the thick of college baseball recruiting. Uh, and in coaching, it, yes, I love you know, practices and the games and the competition, but the, the part of my eight-year coaching career that I really enjoyed the most was the recruiting element, meeting new people, trying to help them figure out if this was the right school for them. Uh, I coached at four different schools, um, Division three, Division two, and my last four years were at the Division one level, so I was able to get good experience at, at all levels of the NCAA. Mm-hmm. But for me and all the programs, you know, our, our recruiting philosophy was was always very aligned. Uh, you know, we want the right kids. We want the right families. We want them to come in here and, and know this is the right place for them, athletically, educationally, financially, all across the board. Because, you know, I didn't coach at any big-name schools or, you know, again, with the cool logos. It was smaller schools, uh, smaller institutions. So we were really focused on finding the right fits for our, our recruiting classes. Uh, and then, you know, I got to a point in my coaching career where I had to make a decision. You know, am I going to be in this long term? You know, I'm getting upper 20s. Uh, I got a fiance, starting to think about life, uh, you know, in general and not just, you know, the next potential conference championship. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at that point, uh, I was fortunate enough to get my master's degree during my coaching time. So, uh, I did start to look outside of college baseball uh, for positions while I was also looking for you know, college baseball jobs, head jobs. And uh, that led me to NCSA. So uh, Next College Student Athletes located in Chicago, Illinois. That's where I grew up. Um, and I had used NCSA as a coach throughout my time uh, you know, to help with our recruiting. So I was familiar with the company. I was familiar with what they did. And uh, and their mission, and you know, I saw a job posting, so I you know, threw my name in the hat uh, and was fortunate enough to get an interview, uh, you know, got the job offer, and actually, uh, I love telling the story. The day that I received the offer from NCSA, I also received uh, a job offer from a college to be a head baseball coach. Mm-hmm. So a real turning point in, in my career where, you know, I looked at all the options and the pros and the cons of, of doing each. And, you know, I decided to to pass on the head coaching opportunity, which was my original goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw so much opportunity with NCSA, um, with my path, you know, starting out as that high school student athlete who was cut and wasn't sure like what my future was in baseball or being a student athlete, uh, having coached at all three levels. You know, I just felt I had so much experience and, and really passion to help share with the families that NCSA works with that, uh, all things considered, that's the path I chose, um, almost seven years ago now. And I've had a few different roles at NCSA. I started off as a baseball recruiting coach working hand in hand with our families through their process. Um, 
earned a senior recruiting coach title uh, and then took over as uh, the baseball and softball recruiting coach manager uh, for a, a short period. And then now I serve as the director of recruiting services. And I like to you know, think of my role as like coaching the coaches at NCSA and making sure they're set up to, to best impact the recruiting journeys of our families. Okay, great. Um, so I want to back you up a little bit to transitioning from being a coach to a recruiter, because I know you're sure, doing some absolutely. recruiting as a coach, but to completely focus on this part that was just an element of your job before to have that be your whole job, what was that transition like? Did you miss coaching at all or how did that go? I absolutely miss coaching yeah. right out of the gate. It was a hard transition because um, it was a completely different world. You know, I, I went from being on the field 80 to 85 percent of the time. You're one on one. You're you're out there with your student athletes, and you know, you're just a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'm at a desk. You know, I'm looking at a computer 100 percent of the time. Nothing wrong with it, but uh, just that whole like environment change was really hard for me, and I did miss it. I missed it a lot because it, you know, that's all I've ever known was right. college baseball. I never had a quote unquote real job. Um, I don't really think I have one now, actually, uh, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. But um, definitely much more of that feel where you're in an office, there's people around you, and you've got. Uh, you know, goals and metrics and things like that. So my first year uh, was rough, mm-hmm. to be completely honest, you know, going through that transition, learning the, the ins and outs of how NCSA works. And, um, you know, at that time, working with uh, a large load of families uh, that all had wants and needs and, and needed help in this process. So, uh, what helped me get through that time in that transition, number one, were the people at NCSA. Um, you know, Brandon Lyles was the other uh, baseball recruiting coach who still you know, works with me here at NCSA. And uh, Jeff Schlicht was my manager at that point. Uh, those two fellows were really instrumental in me just getting acclimated, getting confident in what I was doing at NCSA. I always had the confidence that I could help our student athletes, but to just make it work in the, the NCSA model and how we how they do things uh, at NCSA. So, you know, yeah, year one was tough, but it was really around that 12-month mark where I kind of lost the itch to coach. Mm. It wasn't there that often. And I really started to develop these relationships with our families and make progress. Like, I started to see the success that, you know, my influence, my guidance, my, my help in the process was moving them forward. And they were, you know, seeing success uh, with commitments or working through their offers. There were other student athletes who might not have been that far in their process, but were still uh, taking the right steps and feeling the value of the time that they were investing in NCSA and their recruiting. So that really kept me uh, focused through the tough times mm-hmm. um, and helped me, you know, just get to that point where I knew I was all in at NCSA. It took it took a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think everybody, you know, when you make a transition like that, you go through that process a little differently. But for me, the, the people at NCSA and the families that we worked with uh, really helped me stay focused through that time. Yeah, totally. I mean, change is hard. Um, but it sounds like the connection that maybe you were craving that you had with your players, you kind of got with these students that you were recruiting. Is that 
kind of a bridge there. Yeah, yeah, it is, uh, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're a college coach, you see them every day, whether it's in the weight room, on the field, doing class checks. They stop by the office. Uh, you know, you're very much a part of their life, and I still have a lot of close connections from players that uh, that I coached along the way. At NCSA, it's it's a little different. You know, everything we do is online over the phone. Um, we're not going out and meeting these student athletes face to face and in the recruiting coach role. There is a you know, we have a events department and they go out and they are on the field. But generally as a recruiting coach, for most of your student athletes, there's not going to be that face to face contact. It's going to be over the phone, it's going to be in recruiting classes and webinars, um, a lot of emails and text communication, social media. So it's just a just getting acclimated with the the way of connecting with the families and the rhythm of it to, you know, you know, like I guess the way, the best way for me to describe it is to help someone become a better hitter. Uh, I was a hitting coach. You know, you need to spend hours in the cage, you know, thousands of swings, and, and your coach is probably going to be there for most of them. In recruiting, we can go over a game plan, and I can check in on your progress. I can touch base when I know that there's a coach who's looking for a player like you. It can be more spread out, uh, but you can still develop those close relationships, understand what they're looking to accomplish in the process, um, both relationships with families and student-athletes and college coaches uh, to help them be successful and find the kids within NCSA. So, yeah, no, uh, there are many families that I worked with uh, year one, two, and three that I still remember their names. Uh, we actually, there's two student athletes who uh, are on Vanderbilt's roster who just won the College World Series. Oh, wow. Uh, a few nights ago, who uh, one I happened to meet at an event when he was an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't work with him during his time at NCSA, but uh, the other one I did. I was able to work with Justin throughout his time at NCSA and developed a, a really strong relationship with that family. So, you know, not everyone ends up at Vanderbilt or winning the national championship. Um, but those, you know, there are families at, at many different levels that still stick in my mind. We'll get back to Jason's story right after this. Are you searching for the right college, grad school, or trade school to fit your needs? Or are you studying for those entrance exams you need a good score on? Peterson's has you covered. With advanced college and scholarship search functions, test prep for everything from the SAT to the MCAT to the firefighter exams, and tons of free resources on our blog, Peterson's helps you find, get in, and pay for school, plus much more. Visit petersons.com today. And now, back to the show. Jason explained that NCSA is one of the bigger names in the industry, so many high school athletes come to them for help. I asked Jason about the process that happens after a student approaches his team, and he said it all starts with talking about the student and family's goals. For us, it's realistic goals with a realistic timeline are very important. Uh, Part of our core values is direct and honest feedback and communication. And sometimes we do have to have uh, fairly difficult conversations with families about, you know, schools that they match up with. Some families, uh, they've got the the D1 or bust mentality, which I had Mm -hmm. as a prospect. And I always reflect back on my own experience uh, because that could have held me back. But once I realized you can have a good experience at other levels 
And, you know, it's really about finding the right place for you. If it is a Division One program, great. If it's an NAI program or Division Two, that's okay, too. You can still have an awesome athletic experience, still get a great education, hopefully not uh, incur too much debt along the way. And, uh, you know, you know, we, the way we term it is, uh, you know, that college decision, it's not just a four-year commitment, it's a 40-year commitment because that's how long that, that decision is going to impact your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jason, tell me about some times when you had a really impactful moment with a student, like that made what you do all worth it or make you, makes you really enjoy your job. So, uh, there's a lot out there and I'm a little disconnected from the, the one-on-one connections now because in my director role, you know, I'm definitely not on the phones and working one-on-one with families as often, but, uh, reflecting back to the families, you know, a lot of times it's not even like that they got a scholarship offer or that they made that decision. It's along the way. It's just the, the joy that you can hear of they made that connection mm-hmm. that, you know, Hey, uh, you know, the plan worked. I've heard back from this coach. You know, I went to the camp, followed the game plan and I've got a call scheduled for next week. You know, what do we do now? <laughs> they want more like, you know, they feel the success. They feel the value that we can provide at NCSA. Um, and for a lot of families, there's many, many moments like that. Uh, I've been at NCSA for seven years, so there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of families that we help. There's also, you know, I guess on the flip side of this, and it's worth noting, um, there's one student athlete that always uh, pops in my mind, and uh, it's a kid from Illinois, actually south suburbs of of Chicago, who we worked very closely together. Uh, yeah, he was big on academics. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to go to college. He knew what he wanted to study business. You know, he wanted to have a strong business education at the school he was going to. Um, really focused on the D1 element of it. Now, after a year or two, you, you know, you kind of can project and say, "Hey, Jack, you know what? Uh, that might be a stretch athletically for you." So let's start developing other options. And it, to make a long story short, he ended up with multiple Division three options with decent business programs, um, but they want him to come play on the team. Uh, we also worked with Jack on applying to some larger schools uh, that may have, you know, that had you know, bigger, more prominent business programs. And at those schools, they had club baseball. Not your traditional path, but uh, you know, for most student athletes, it's good to have a spread of options at the end. So you know, okay, I've got my baseball options. I've got you know some options where it's just academic, but maybe it is stronger on the uh, academic side. Um, so you can make the best decision and really make the right choice for you and the path that you want to go down. And that was the case with with Jack, where he had a few baseball options. He narrowed down his academic option to the University of Illinois. Knew he wasn't going to play there, but we talked about the walk-on process and how to get set up for that. And if it doesn't happen, how do you connect with the club team? Um, and ultimately, at the end, he decided to go uh, that route and you know, essentially turn down opportunities to play college baseball. Uh, but even after that, I got a message from his mom, who was just so grateful of the guidance and support and opportunities that we were able to, to connect with for him, even though he didn't go that route. Jack was able to make the right choice for him. It just so happened to be that at that point in 
time, it was an academic route. You could still go through and have a baseball experience uh, at that at that school. So, you know, yes, the main goal is to get them playing college baseball, but uh, families might define success differently than each other. As I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, everyone knows about college sports, but not everyone understands the ins and outs of how these athletes are recruited. I asked Jason to dispel some of the misconceptions people have about the athletic recruitment process. I think in general, people just, they, they miss that recruiting just doesn't happen. Mm. You know, a lot of families and a lot of prospects think, hey, I'm, I'm the best player on my high school team or on my club program. Uh, things are going to happen. You know, it's so competitive now. You know, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of student athletes in some sports who play high school. Um, not all of them want to play collegiately, but it's a pretty competitive environment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being the best athletically doesn't necessarily uh, mean you're going to end up at the best school or the school that you want to. Um because there's other kids competing for that, not just with their ability or their academics, uh, but the effort they're putting into the process. Um, a reality of recruiting outside of your, you know, your big time D1s uh, for most sports is that recruiting budgets are shrinking on the coach side. Mm-hmm. So they don't have the funds to get out to every event. They don't have the funds to fly out and see you at a high school game if it's a, an out-of-state school or even drive there. So, you know, for, for most sports, scholarships are limited uh, and very tough to come by. So, you know, that that's part of it, too. A lot of families think, oh, he'll get a scholarship and school will be paid for. If you're outside of basketball and football and, like, major D1 opportunities, uh, there's a good chance that even if you are fortunate enough to receive an athletic scholarship, it's going to be partial. Uh, general advice that I have for families is get started early, even if it's just researching schools and opportunities, you know, understanding who's in your area, in your state, um, what their programs are like in your sport, uh, you know, working with your, your student athlete on you know, academic choices and really staying diligent with your academics early in the process. That's one of my regrets. From my high school career, I, you know, looking back, I love the choice I made in moving schools and betting on myself. It worked out for me. Uh, that decision also got me in gear academically because I was coasting at the other school. And had I done that, uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten the academic scholarship that I got from Aurora University where I ended up. I wasn't a straight-A student by any means, but I cleaned it up and got that GPA as high as I could and the ACT score as high as I could. Nothing derails recruiting more than bad academics. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something they cannot recruit around. So it's important from day one, transcripts matter, every class matters. Um, and you don't have to be, you know, valedictorian to play collegiately, but uh, if you're below 2.0 GPA, that makes it really hard. Jason has been in the business of college sports for a long time. And while he shifted his career, he's been able to specialize in a unique field. We hope you're inspired by Jason's story to use your experiences to help others too. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you.